It's the Canada's Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. It's Bonnie LG, and welcome to Canada's Podcast, Canada's leading entrepreneurial podcast network. With COVID-19 making many of us question how we will make it through the next weeks or months, we thought we would begin to add new items and opinions from some of Canada's entrepreneurs who are part of our ever-growing network. Many have been through personal experiences that can resonate today, and hopefully some of this will be passed on to our listeners and help you as you figure out your response to today's challenges. The fact is, most of us can and will work through this and break through on the other side with new ideas and success. So today, let's chat to two of the guys behind Canada's podcast and its parent company, Perceptible Group. Please join me in welcoming Leandro Dumlau and Phil Bliss. So, Phil, you've been in business for a long time, and I'm wondering, what would you tell our listeners today in terms of how they can best navigate these challenging times? Well, you know, I don't want to be paternalistic or anything, but I mean, for me, the most important thing is to think and to care about others and look for opportunity. You know, the key thing is we tend to get isolated like this, but you've got to keep, you've got to look for opportunity. You have to be fearless, but not stupid. Uh, and if you do that, then you should break out at the other end. I think that, that's, that, that would be my kind of capsule advice. Leandro, do you want to add anything to that? Absolutely. I totally agree with uh, Phil. You know, you have to be fearless, but also smart, right? You can't just um, kind of take risky chances, especially um, in today's uh, climate. But you also need to take um, risks. I also, you know, take a look at the evolution of um, entrepreneurs through adversity. If we take a look at uh, what happened back in 9-11, I was still in school back then, but I can imagine myself uh, being an entrepreneur at that time. I would probably be facing, you know, a lot of anxiety as well. I probably would um, have thoughts that uh, the world is ending. I know that for many, many, many months, people were even afraid to travel, right? But, you know, things got better and the economy got better. Um, businesses thrived after that. And I do believe that, um, you know, opportunity lies in adversity and we need to just be able to weather the storm. And I think that um, beyond that will be uh, greener pastures. So in, uh, in some of our conversations, you've shared stories about starting more than one business during a recession. And I'm wondering if you can share a couple personal experiences. Uh, also, yeah, I'll do that. You know, I, I'm a little older, so I, I, have, I have that knowledge. I think I've, I've actually lived through four recessions, uh, maybe a couple of other blips, but what I would term recessions. But I mean, just to look at the dot bomb, if you like, the 9-11 one, which was, which was a, a double hit, you know. Uh, first of all, we got dot bomb and about, you know, I think it was 15 months later, we got, we got 9-11. Um, I lost $5 million worth of business in two weeks with the dot bomb because the investment just got pulled away and my clients folded. Okay, so there was nothing I could do about it. We stayed in business, it was very, very hard, but, you know, uh, that was sort of the, the name of the game. How do we stay in business? Well, we started to transition and realize, you know, after dot com, the technology side of business was a wasteland. 
I mean, you know, so a marketing company servicing that wasn't going to be getting a lot, a lot of business. So we looked at where could we take our skills in, you know, that early web development, UX, da 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 da, da, da all that kind of thing. And higher ed was glaring us in the face. Fortunately, I had someone introduce me to someone to another company that had a very good background in higher ed. And lo and behold, you know, nine months later, after partnering on a few jobs, we 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 merged together. You know, but having said that, 9-11 hit, and again we all took a dive. And I think there it was just good operate. It wasn't really a recession. There it was just good operations and minimizing overhead, and most of us you know, made it through kind of like now, maybe three or four months of a flatten, and then then it, it very quickly came came back. So that that was that was re- really a different, you know, you know, in two thousand and eight. Just to give you the so three that we all remember, higher ed was kind of dwind, dwindling a little bit, not dwindling, but not as promising as it had been. So we were we were within higher ed, realizing that technology was lifting off. So therefore, we started to develop. Basically, Facebook applications, research online online research applications, and um, you know we didn't re- I mean we, we we did okay, but we didn't we, we don't we weren't one of the big guys that made it made it through the night. Just about none of us did. So that side of it didn't work. But what we did was reposition ourselves as a technology specialist by doing that and having a team that really understood that and could sell those skills to others. So, you know, a bit like you were saying with SEO and getting in early, we were right there at the beginning of the social movement, not only on a posting and a this and a that, but actually on an app level, on a technical level, integration and all that kind of thing. So that's where you go. You go, you, you look, at, look at what people are going to really need as they break out of this kind of change. And if you, if you spot it right, then you're a winner. How about you, Leandro? Have you, do you have an example from your career where you had to make lemonade out of some lemons? Absolutely. Um, you know, we've all go, gone through our ups and downs. Some are, you know, been, been um, elating highs and the downs can be, you know, soul-crushing moments. So it's actually, uh, coincidentally, um, back in 2003, I, I started off my career as an entrepreneur. And what happened there was um, we actually got affected by the SARS epidemic. I don't know if you guys remember that. Not yes. that different from this, really. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And six months um, during and after, we literally lost all of our clients. So as a recent graduate, you know, putting kind of like our heart and soul into the, the company, it was, it was uh, soul shattering. But, you know, like all entrepreneurs, right? Like we're, we're tough. Uh, one of my passion is actually uh, boxing. And in boxing, we have a saying that um, you get knocked down seven times, you get back up eight times. You just keep getting back up. So that's what I did. I literally picked myself uh, off the floor. I went and printed 50 resumes. I went old school. I literally hit the pavement, started knocking on people's doors, looking for a job. And I kid you not, um, it was my second last resume. Went into a startup, which was actually great because it was a good fit. I had, uh, you know, kind of the entrepreneurial mindset. And they weren't looking for any help at that time, but they really liked the initiative. They liked um, the kind of the attitude and the assertiveness. And I explained to them my situation. 
So they weren't looking for anybody, but they did open up a spot for me. It was temporary. And, um, you know, lucky for me, uh, you know, I got in and six months later, I was actually um, heading the creative and design team. And within that six months, I was actually even um, able to build our SEO team as well. Uh, if you could think of it back in 03, SEO was a fairly uh, alien construct. You know, for me, that's an example of um, lemonade out of lemons. For sure. And I think, you know, building off is something Phil said right at the top, um, to go into this time also with an attitude of, of um, service and how can we help each other. And as a solo entrepreneur, I've reached out to all of my clients, you know, whether they're current or past clients over the last couple of weeks and just said, is there anything I can do to help? And it's led to several new engagements, you know, and new business opportunities just by coming in and saying, what do you need and how can I help you connect with the people who are most important to your organization? Um, and it's interesting to see, too, how even competitors in, in um, a traditional business setting may be coming together to help each other out for the greater good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm wondering, I mean, we're, we're hearing a lot about, you know, everyone be, um, now being asked to work from home across the country. Do you have some tips on how to stay focused when you work from home or uh, resources that you would direct people to that could maybe help with, with productivity? You know, I think working from home, my tip is uh, look at what you're doing. I mean, I, I was giving a friend of mine who runs a training business, a crane training business, actually. And he'd had, I don't know, a, do a dozen cancellations, postponements, not saying no cancellations. And I said, well, why don't you do it virtually? And so I actually was giving him a run, walking him through Zoom a little bit uh, and realizing, you know, and he realized just like I'll do here, he realized, you know, that he could, he could put a virtual background on, on with a crane on it. You know, he could give all kinds of lessons, you know, maybe not practical, but theoretical lessons to people on their phones, at home, on a tablet. And he was still thinking, well, they're all going to come into one room. I pointed out, no, they don't. So I think, you know, I mean, I'm a digital guy, but if you're not, one of the things to realize is really to look at the tool sets that are there and that over the last four years, say, have just improved phenomenally. I mean, Zoom's not the number one performing tech stock, and I mean, performing upwards, not downwards, uh, on the markets for, for a reason. They have, they have the, 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 the right pieces. It's not an ad for, for them. So what, what I'm saying is, if you're going to work from home, look at the tools that you can use to keep doing business, maybe in a, a little different way. Maybe that's a bit of a, a hill for some people to, to learn. But it, it certainly can, you, you know, you're not, you're never, you're never going to regret it because if you can do things this way, you can keep doing them this way, you know, you know so it doesn't, there's no regression and it's, it's a progression. So I think that's, that, that's the working from home thing that I would say that is, is to look at, look at the way you've been working and look at a new tool set. Home isolation, it's not really isolation. You know, we all, we're all on, on, online with each other all the time, you know. So, uh, yeah, we've been doing it for, forever, but it's not isolation. So that's, that's, what, that's what I would say. 
Leandra, how about you? What are some of your favorite collaborative tools or online tools that help with productivity? Yeah, for me, it's uh, I'm, I'm gonna go a little bit tactical. I've got two young kids, so they're three years old and uh, one year old. And for me, it's actually getting ahead of them. So what I usually do is uh, I, I wake up really early, 4 a.m., 4.30. It was actually, um, I got going a little bit late this morning. I got up at about uh, 4.45. And by the time I you know, started um, getting to the swing of things, it was half an hour later. But I usually like doing that. Um, I just love the, you know, the solitude in the morning. I feel that I wake up and I'm fresh and I'm just good to go, right? Good to go, like ready to tackle on the world. And then I get, um, you know, some of my most important work done at around that time because I have about two hours of just like, go, go, go. Uh, there's no distractions. And then after that, um, obviously, um, you know, you have to take care of the, uh, the family as well, making sure that, um, you know, priorities are set for the day. One of the things that um, I really live and die by is my calendar, right? On my mobile phone, it's on my laptop. And even the night before, what I usually do is, you know, I check off what I've done during the day and then I kind of prioritize what my day is going to be. So either I, you know, put it down on a, um, I have a little notebook here actually that I have and throughout the day, I just compile my notes in here. I review it at the end of the day and then whatever is top of mind or, a priority, I put it into my calendar the next day. So I kind of like automate things. You know, I'm not I'm not that smart, right? But I, I, I tend to like use, you know, different things to uh, to really like help me out and uh, keep things top of mind. Well, I'd like to ask both of you a couple of questions. We normally ask our guests and then we'll, we'll wrap up today by talking a little bit about uh, what Canada's podcast is going to do in the weeks to come for the entrepreneurial community sure. across Canada. But I'm curious, what are you doing these days to help manage stress? I mean, I think none of us are immune from feeling the anxiety of, of the changes that are happening so quickly around us. So what are you doing to, to minimize stress? And Leandro, I'll start with you on this one. Cool, cool. So actually, um, yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Now that I'm kind of cooped up inside the house, I usually, I, I, I train pretty much every day, seven days a week, and my training in, revolves around boxing. So I usually go out for runs, do my conditioning, plyometric drills, isometrics. I go to the gym, do a little bit of um, weight or explosiveness. But what I'm really missing is the actual boxing. And I feel that uh, if I don't get that release, it's kind of like my life-giving sword. If I don't get that, you know, kind of my stress levels uh, skyrocket. So being cooped up, I actually, um, I, I like staying active. So I go out for runs, um, especially, um, now that uh, we're practicing social distancing, I pack the kids up into their double stroller and we go for a 5K, a 10K. Uh, yesterday, I actually, I was so just charged up. I think I did about 1,100 push-ups. <laughs> wow. A day, so. You should point out that you do live in the country, so you can go for a run and probably not see anybody. Okay, so that's exactly. funny. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And the, and the opposite, I mean, I like to stay fit and everything, but for me, when I'm stressed, I work. You know, uh, work for me is is it, it's it's an awesome thing. I, I I just love to do it. And so if I'm stressed, I work my way through it. I create something. I write something. Add up projections. Do this. Like I do something around that. Okay. 
think of new ideas, just like we've been talking about. I mean, think of think of that that kind of thing. You know, if I can come out on the positive side of that, even just have to be a breakthrough thing every time, just a positive side of it. The stress just just clears away. You know, if you love your work, then it's a positive mental. Then it's not it's not stress. It's positive stress. Positive stress. Read the book. Uh, is, is an awesome thing. So uh, if you do things with positivity, then stress, positive stress is, is, a, is, is you know, a life-saving thing. Mm-hmm. I would actually echo, um, yeah, feel sentiment there. If you, if you love doing what you're doing, it's, it's not work, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's really important, although we've, we've been forced to hit pause, in a big way right now with with some of our our maybe planned activities for the quarter one and quarter two uh, it's important to keep setting goals this at some point will pass and we will have an opportunity to continue on in in a different type of normal but for me what's really helped over the last couple weeks in terms of mindset is to set some new goals and to map out you know what i can do with this gift of time to get myself on the path to achieving those things. Well, the other question, I'm just wondering, do you have any books or podcasts or resources that you'd like to recommend to the community? A couple of books, you know, um, that are really based on interviews with with others. So they're they're based on experiences of others. One's called Entrepreneur, How to Start an Online Business by Lucy Tobin. I think that's a really good book. And again, very engaging interviews so it's not using other people's words uh, to, to, to help you resolve how to do that. And a great one that I read ages ago, The $100 Startup by Chris Gilabo, uh, which, is, which is excellent. And again, it's using other people's knowledge so you can learn stuff. So uh, I think that those are kind of very much relative to where we are today. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to add to that. Um, I actually have it uh, right beside me. So this has been my companion for the last uh, couple of weeks. It's called the, uh, the Daily Stoic. I see myself as a student of uh, philosophy and I find that uh, stoicism, um, especially in um, the current uh, crisis or events that uh, we are experiencing today has actually you know, really helped me out. Kind of talks about you know, philosophy, about you know, meaning of life. How do you find true joy? How do you harness the power of reason, right? A lot of us are, you know, kind of like tunnel vision right now. We think that the the, uh, sky is falling, but, you know, if we take a look at just even the history of the human race, right, there's been a lot of calamities. And I believe that um, philosophy, such as stoicism, has been with us through the ages and it's been tested through time. And yeah, for people that um, may need a little bit of a pick-me-up or just, you know, kind of um, a different perspective on things, I would definitely, um, yeah, recommend this book. It's called The uh, The Daily Stoic. There's one excerpt that um, lesson or tidbit that you can read every single day for, for about a year. Awesome. Thank you. Well, we've talked um, a little bit about just how we can bring the Canadian entrepreneurial community together more. And that's always been a focus and a, a priority for Canada's podcasts. But Phil, maybe going forward, what do you hope that we can do and how we can serve the entrepreneurial community in the weeks to come here as we navigate COVID-19 together? Well, I, I was going to say the first thing is to realize that, that we are a community 
And the reason that we started Canada's podcast, Canada's Entrepreneur, with that entrepreneurial focus, we, was we felt that, that really there wasn't a platform that was talking to entrepreneurs, all kinds of entrepreneurs across the country. It tended to be, you know, the startup stuff, the tech stuff, the this stuff, the that stuff. And we just wanted to talk to everybody. And, you know, we are the most vibrant and I would say the most important community in the con business community in the country. Uh, I think, you know, you, you can sense that now because we're, we're all, you know, on a stress level in, 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 in sh on shaky ground so that we, we employ a heck of a lot of people and generate an incredible amount of demand and, and, uh, and revenue. So I, I think, you know, we wanted to, to meet those people and connect them with each other so that they could learn from each other. I think that will always be our mandate. Uh, we have some very big ideas in the future, um, which I don't know whether I want to roll out quite yet, but it's working. You know, we're, Leandro can talk a little bit more about that. But after 17 months, we have built a community. We are, we are, we are definitely have a presence in the country. You know, nobody knew about us. We're getting all kinds of people in marketing, PR, whatever, connecting with us, which means, you know that, people are listening to us because they want us, they want their people on, on the show. So it is working. And, and I think I can, I can say to everybody, stay tuned because we have a lot of cool things for entrepreneurs that will really build up the community and make it even stronger. I mean, we're, we're absolutely committed to doing that. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for over 30 years. The last 18 months have been super interesting in the sense that if you listen to this 250, 240, 250 interviews, just go listen to them. People are super interesting. Mm -hmm. and, and I like the diversity, uh, which means not everyone gives you the same solution. Some people came there and uh, doing it differently than others. I, I, I'm a host, but I'm a listener as well. We're not going to stop profiling businesses and stories during this time. And so it's an opportunity to, to tell more of those stories across the country mm -hmm. about what entrepreneurs are doing. Yeah, I, mean, I interviewed the, the, the CEO of uh, WagePoint a couple of days ago. I mean, uh, the, the stunning fact of the matter is, and he's there in Canada and the U.S., the stunning fact of the matter is that his staff we're doing, normally do 200 ROEs a day, that had increased already to 2,000 ROEs a day. You know, so you, you get this interview, you know, oh my God, it's so close up. You know, that's, that, that's the reality of it. And that's kind of the stuff you get, the, the information you get. Leandro, anything else that you would like to share before we uh, conclude our, our chat today? Anything else you'd like to give our, our listeners a word on or? Yeah, I'd like to just um, echo what Phil said, right? When we have been envisioning Canada's podcast and Canada's entrepreneur, it is all about community. Um, especially, um, you know, in these tough times, I think community is what's going to get us through the, um, the hurdle, the challenge. I think the beauty, too, about um, what has been done is that, you know, as we foster that community, we're also giving entrepreneurs that individual voice, right? giving them that um, platform to tell their stories. 
And you know what? Um, not all of it is, 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 is rosy and peachy, right? There's a lot of things in entrepreneurship that is really, really hard. God, it reminds me of the, uh, this book, um, The Hard Things About Hard Things. It's only when you're faced with that um, hard reality will you be able to figure things out, right? There's nothing really pre-built out there that can get you through um, adversity. So I think that, um, you know, we're really proud of what we've done with Canada's Entrepreneur and um, the, the, the stories that we were able to bring our audience. And uh, as Phil has mentioned, um, in the next coming months, there's going to be a lot of um, really new and exciting stuff around that. But at the end of the day, um, it is still going to center around community and it's, it will still center around the, the entrepreneur and the stories um, that they bring. And there will be some incredible and inspiring stories that come out of this time that we're in. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you both. It's been so much fun to chat with you today. And I think everyone who's tuned in to listen and I encourage you to keep checking back as, as both Phil and Leandro have said, we have many exciting things to uh, share with you in the weeks to come. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you all.